0: Hello and welcome to the weekend spread, the Schooners Pods weekly college football pick show. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we've got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee, and Boaton Blake. Um, boys, what, what a slide from greatness for me. I am sitting not just last, but like pretty deep last. Things aren't going good. All of good. y'all went five and five. Good. I went three and seven. What a brutal week. Just everything was looking great at the start. We had that really good, uh, we had that really good West Virginia cover, and then it all just fell apart at the uh, two thirty games. Just,
1: just stop awesome. saying
2: we. I don't care that I went five hundred. Bobby falling into a pit is not a bad thing for the we right here. We are very happy. We <laughs> are smiling to see yeah, Bobby, Bobby right,
3: right last. Right. To paint a picture, Bobby was talking so much trash after that West Virginia cover <laughs> that Bobby finally gets rid of his curse of being able to pick a week, uh, like a weekday game, only to then blow it completely, blow it
1: on Saturday. Only Michigan and
2: Which... Iowa State were his picks. Woof!
1: And here's the th- in Bobby's defense for the West Virginia game, way too early on in that one, I just started poking him because he was on an mm-hmm. island on it. And I think I may have jinxed us. This is a wee situation here because I really I started poking the Bobby bear. uh, And that's why he started talking so much crap after West Virginia came back and and covered that one. But, yeah, abysmal, abysmal weekend for Bobby. But I've been down here in the 500 mud the whole time. And uh, now Jameis and Blake are are down here with me.
0: Look, I'll, I'll say this. The only bad losses for me were Alabama and then NC State. The Island Boy on the NC State was really unfortunate. I regretted it immediately. Should have called my mulligan. But, you know, Kansas wasn't that bad. TCU was a bit of a bad
1: beat, and then Utah was a bit of a bad beat as well. So, I hope you remember that when you're when you're doing the 999, when you're throwing up hot dogs and beer at a baseball game. I want you to remember the losses weren't that bad. So just keep that in mind. <sighs>
0: Okay. What what I'm is just, that meme that's always going around it's like I'm a really good better? It's just the teams are bad. Well, you know. Quality <laughs> yeah. losses. Yeah. No lies. No yeah, lies but... there. So yeah. Bobby's scenes, leading the clubhouse with ass, quality, quality
3: losses for sure.
0: <sighs> I'm I'm doing my best, but but Blake, so I, I gotta ask you, you obviously a big TCU guy. Uh what what about that win? What a what a massive dub for your frogs. Uh, uh they didn't get the cover, which I'm a little pissed at them for, but what a what a big win. Yeah, I was not
3: thinking about the cover there. I dropped to my knees in about, I I was like in tears. I could not believe like the game I thought was over going into the fourth where it felt like our defense was playing well in the second half, but we just could never inch forward. And then watching watching the last 10 minutes of that game plus overtime, is just pure magic. It's why I love the Frogs so much. They always find themselves in weird wins like this, but it gives you some of the best sports moments of your entire life. It just it looks so bad in the first half, and to get that sweet win, I hope the field stormings keep coming. If we if we beat Kansas State, do it again. Pay the fifty thousand again. I love it. Keep the mojo up in Fort Worth, and I don't know. Like it's feeling like twenty fourteen again, which is good and bad in many ways. But what,
0: rushing the field like... against K State would be a bit too much, though. At, at nope. some point, you got at some point you got to stop rushing the field. You're the best nope. team of the Big Twelve. Stop rushing the field! You're gonna rush the field against Iowa State.
3: That that's becoming our tradition. Yeah, or no, probably not. Or actually, yes, because Iowa State is not that bad, as we saw on <laughs> Saturday. They aren't that I'm... bad. I've been telling y'all all year uh, long. Iowa you State almost isn't faded. that bad. I almost faded, you but almost I knew. Faded. <laughs>
0: I stuck I, to my guns. Iowa State is the me of the Big 12. You know, they always get close to winning, but never do. And their record looks like garbage, but they're actually sneaky good. But but then again, they're just bad because they keep losing. So, Jameson, uh, any big observations on uh, what was a truly a, a bit of a shake-up Saturday? Hey, Blake, I'm still smirking because let me tell you something. Exactly what I
2: said was going to happen in that OU-Kansas game pretty much happened. What did I say about Jason Bean? Y'all know, oh, I'm a big Jason Bean supporter. I have been for years. But guess what? i just been watching him closer than everybody, and I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew that he had some talent. He's going to make some passes, but he's going to make mistakes. He threw two interceptions. And that's the reason OU covered, baby. And I knew it. I knew it was coming from a long time, and you thought, that I was playing some alternative
3: game. No, man. I just knew him a little bit better than you. Now, we were so <laughs> close to getting that cover. If we would have locked the lines oh, on Saturday, no. it would have we been Cover City. What? Ten points! No, Ten points! That was, was more of a, push. a back. Okay, would have been, oh, been a oh, yes. oh, like, push. would oh, have been a Yes.
1: A push is not Cover that. City. You cannot say it would have been cover city it when been... it would have been a push. That it is absurd. Been...
0: <laughs> or cover that city on this podcast. not
1: a cover. But yeah, so, but we like...
0: caught p- pushes or covers here. So... Backdoor isn't cover city. It's, oh my god, we backdoored. <laughs> that, that's not a city. That's barely a township. A backdoor you... push. You just
1: referred to a backdoor push. Uh... as As cover Cover city City.
0: yep it would it would have been
3: cover city on this podcast that's all i gotta say (laughs) we got some we got some bad numbers that's all i'm gonna chalk
0: that one up to by the way according to an actual dm i got uh i believe uh the, the, the listeners have noticed uh that jameson apparently owns rent in your head blake
3: no,
1: this he doesn't. 100%. I just got to call right, him on his
3: BS. He just always he is trying to mess BS. with people, and so I got to bring people's attention to it. Like, Jameson's thing always is just screwing with everybody. He tries to be, like, the puppeteer, but everybody oh, knows he's the puppeteer, so, like, it doesn't even
0: work, but I have to call it out so people don't fall into his lies. You seem, you seem a little upset there, man. I'm, I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm just passionate. <laughs> All right. uh, Ty, any final thoughts before we dive into the slate?
1: Yeah, all I have to say is Bobby. I think we're gonna have to give you a new name after this past week. We're gonna have to start calling you Bookie the way you be fumbling the picks. Ow, that hurts. I,
0: you know that's that's locker that that is like locker room bo- bulletin board material. I'm ready. I'm gonna turn this thing around this week. So let's get started with our first pick of the week. All lines presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The Syracuse Orange heading to. Clemson, South Carolina. The Tigers favored by 13 and a half. They just keep rolling around, keep getting wins. I, 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 not pretty, but you know what? They're undefeated. So, uh, Jameson, as the current leader of the board, you'll start, then Blake, then Ty, and then uh, me bringing up the poop deck. But um, the Orange looked good. they uh, I was the island boy against them, but they looked good. Got a big win against NC State last week. Do you think their, uh, their show could travel on the road outside of the the not carrier dome.
2: Yeah, I mean they did all right but that NC State team without Leary is just nothing. And we already saw that they had a lot of cracks in that team. Whenever you take away their best player arguably in like their cornerstone of a quarterback, everything just kind of went falling down. Clemson, on the other hand, is starting to put it together. Um if it wasn't for some two touchdowns in the fourth quarter in that Florida State game, they were beating them by 20. So, um I'm going Clemson win by two touchdowns. I'm just not buying the S- um the Syracuse hype after an NC State win that I just don't think is that good.
3: Like Yeah, I'm with Jameson here. I think the Syracuse, the Syracuse story is awesome. Like if you're a Syracuse fan, you must be really happy because it's like you don't expect this team to like they weren't even projected I think to even be bowl eligible and they've already reached that 6 and 0. That's great, but Jameson did highlight it they haven't played anybody like Syracuse. Best went in came probably versus Purdue, which a game they almost bobbled, and then NC State, which is a good defense, but without Devin Leary, I just don't think like looking the looking at their schedule Purdue was the only elite passing offense that they faced, and Purdue ripped them apart. They threw for over 400 yards. DJU is surprisingly pretty good this year, and just the—we see this all the time. The ACC kind of upstart team goes up against Clemson, and you're like, oh, maybe they could beat them. Like, nope, it's Clemson dominates this conference. We saw their down year last year. Give me the 13.5. half
1: Ty? Yeah, real quick, I'm surprised that Blake is down on Purdue. Purdue is a, a team that Blake seemingly would love. They're keeping it close with, with everyone. They're sort of the the Iowa State of the whatever conference Purdue is in. So I will not I will not allow for Purdue slander. But I will have to echo what uh, my previous two colleagues have said in taking Clemson in this one. I think DJU jokes aside, those are getting increasingly dated. Is he living up to his his hype that he came in with? still know, but he is vastly, vastly improved. And this Clemson team is just a fundamental team, fundamental program. You know, they lost Brent Venables and it didn't seem to really be that big of a blow. Obviously those things can, can sort of snowball as the years go on, but Dabo has built a, a fundamentally good program over there. And I think that it is worth two touchdowns on this Syracuse team that is admittedly performing very well for a Syracuse team. But I think like I think Blake said, you know, it's the typical ACC Cinderella story. Clemson is is the big dogs. So give me Clemson minus 13 and a half.
0: Yeah, this is this is tricky because I feel like Clemson definitely is the better team here and I I mean absolutely they are. However, I feel like I don't know. They they haven't been really I don't know, covering in spades. So I kind of like Syracuse to keep it close. I, Good. I No, 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 no. I'm not doing yes. Island Boys for Island Boys. <laughs> yes. I feel like Do 13 and it. a half Do is it. just a lot for Clemson to cover here. Yes. Like, are teams out. <laughs> I, I kind of like them here. I like Syracuse to get the cover. And I might be digging myself a deeper hole. I, I get it. But I, I, this Clemson team to me, they win dirty. They win gritty. And 13 and a half just it seems a little much. I, I know I know syracuse hasn't been great against good teams bad teams whatever I, I i feel like they're just they're they're just good enough to keep it close so give me the orange to uh cover 13 and a half so yeah that's the pick i i guess i'm on an island again i hate makes it.
1: I hate sense strategy wise if you're well, at the bottom i hate the acc too but Anyways,
0: let's move on to, I guess, college game day's game of the week. We have the UCLA Bruins traveling to Oxen Stadium, where the Ducks are favored by six. Uh, Oregon, you know, obviously had a really rough start against Georgia, but have, you know, kind of responded. Bo Nix has been good. And UCLA has kind of been the darling of the Pac-12 so far this year. Uh, DTR has been making a difference and, you know, really kind of busting my ass every single time they show up on this slate. I get them wrong. Um, so I'll go ahead and start and you know what? I'm going to zag here. And I know this line is pretty favored and, you know, obviously Oregon's favored. I'm going to zag and go UCLA here. I feel like, I feel like the ducks are, they're good, but I feel like this is a really evenly matched game. Uh, obviously Autzen will be a pretty good environment and everything, but I feel like UCLA and DTR are seeds and vet five years we we literally saw him on the on the first year of the schooner pod. Um, I think he I think he and the the Bruins are good enough to keep this close. Maybe get a win. So give me UCLA plus six on the road.
3: I love how Bobby said I'm going to zag here when literally nobody has even had the chance to zig. I'm zagging. There is no I'm way. Zagging it,
0: from Vegas.
3: He's, he's trying to like reverse. How? Bobby, okay, he's pick fair is
1: enough, a
3: 50-50 on both sides. You fair enough, fair Vegas enough. Vegas isn't taking you on the other side. Okay, wh- I whatever. think he, what he's saying is well, no, the Oregon see, minus 6 saying. is
2: minus 115 on DraftKings versus minus 105 for UCLA. Um, so Thank I'm you. guessing that there's more money on Oregon, so they're kind of beefing up that line. I, I think maybe that's what he's going for, but well, I'm getting him, that that him a lot of I'm benefit out. Didn't that you
1: just pick UCLA outright, though? Well, do that doesn't count or as or a real pick. pick? I think they no, think... but I'm saying if if you if you're taking them oh, out right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm
0: kind of thinking UCLA outright here, that, but that, that that's doesn't count as the a pick. Zag. That's yeah, it is a is Zag. It.
1: Yeah, if if they're if the Ducks are the favorite, Bobby's saying no, the other team's going to win. I know um, Blake needs to look up. They, there, there's a blake has a big problem with the definition of words he doesn't understand them he doesn't understand that words have meanings he doesn't understand what the word hedge means we've established that no you
3: just say anytime i say any statement like i'm like oh ucla's gonna win this game you're like oh I, oh a hedge and i'm like "What?" that's I'm not just no very, no i say saying specifically,
1: a very factual statement specifically that... in context you were saying how you hoped that the Big 12 would sign a deal with FS1, a third-tier network, <laughs> ahead of a deal that is a textbook emotional hedge. How? Right, you're over here? That's literally what we have now. Networks, it's not going to get better. That's it. That's a hedge. That in and of itself How? you're refusing, you're refusing <laughs> okay, to allow up. yourself to hope for better. Anyways, The Sopranos, right? Anyone who's seen it, Tony Soprano, he loves the ducks. He had ducks in his pond early on. It may have even been episode one, and he saw the ducks early in the first season. Guess what? He spent the whole rest of the series looking for the Ducks. Everything else, all the mafia stuff, all the pasta they eat, everything else, that's all a side, a sideshow, right? The main story arc is Tony Soprano looking for the Ducks. That's going to be anyone that picks the Ducks in this one. And I say this as a Ducks, not a fan, but a sympathizer. UCLA, this is their game. UCLA is the best team in the Pac-12 right now. UCLA has the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Don't believe me? Look at the stats. DTR is going to carry this UCLA team to at least within six points of of this game. I don't know if UCLA is going to win it outright, but I I very much echo Bobby's zig or his zag, whatever he's done. Give me the Bruins in this one. Best team in the Pac-12, best team in LA, best team in the Coliseum, which is a city-owned park. Doesn't belong to anyone, so it's up for grabs. Give me the Bruins, plus six. Fair enough. Blake, who you got? I am zagging
3: because I am going with the Ducks. UCLA has been really impressive this year, and I could definitely see this being a close game. Like, DTR and Zach Chabernet, that has been a dynamic duo, but... Oregon has been really good against the run this year, and especially, I go back, a game they almost lost, but a game that they were able to claw back in versus Washington State. They took a guy like Cam Ward, very dynamic, dual threat, and was able to take him out of the game, made him beat him through the air, and I just think UCLA is too one-dimensional for an Oregon team that, since we saw them, we saw them get embarrassed by Georgia, like that's, that happened, but ever since then, they've honestly been playing pretty good ball. And I just think UCLA is way too one-dimensional. I think Bo Nix has been a better quarterback in the Pac-12 than DTR, has more rush yards and more passing yards. Bo Nix at home is just something that has always been elite. He can't travel on the road, but he can play at home. I like the mojo there. I keep on fading the Ducks every single time and get burned. And the one time I did back them, I think, versus UGA, they burned me. But I'm riding the Ducks this weekend. Go, organ,
0: Blake, I know we don't, like, do sidebars on comments, but I saw one that we just have to put up. T. Huber uh, put up. T.C.'s uniforms of last weekend were the worst we've ever seen. Blood frogs are gross. Carrie H. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should put that one down. Uh, (laughs) Hey, it's just a medical term. Just a medical term. But yeah, it's gross. They were rated the number of, according
3: to Uni Swag, at Uni Swag last year, the best uniforms in college football. So... Okay, I, the I, Emperor I Zergs, you can't deny their
0: you can't deny their ability. 3 out versus sauces. top 15 teams. So, Fair enough he's got sauces. Jameson, who do you like in this game? Um,
2: I'm going to hop on UCLA and I'm not going to be a part of the Bonix experience. The Bonix experience is a is a fun one, but it is stressful and I just don't want to be a part of that. And I understand, Blake, what he's talking about, they stopped the run game versus Washington State, but still. You know how many points they put up Oregon gave up in that game? 41, like I, I understand we can talk about Oregon's defense and say like, I'm impressed with them, but they're still giving up 40 plus points. So I'm, I'm just not buying that argument too much. I still, I don't believe this in this pick too much. I it's not one I feel very confident in. Um, but I, I'm going to go with uh,
0: UCLA plus six here to keep it close and not win. Your kicker is lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession, they're slim. The stakes are high, and that tension is even higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands. Okay, yeah, like, make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So check this out. In addition to the usual bets... Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any NFL game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Gotcha. Cool. All right, moving on to our next game. We've got the Mississippi State Bulldogs and Mike Leach heading to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are licking their wounds after a uh, massive, massive win from Tennessee last week. The Tide favored by 21. Jameson, do you expect uh, Alabama, Nick Saban, and the crew to not just win, but win big in response to their loss uh, last week in, I'm, on Rocky Toppa. I'm with
2: Blake on this one. How dare Bobby making us pick this pick? A 21-point SEC spread. That's gross. We had Hawaii-Colorado State on this slide, and we could have <laughs> easily done that, and it would have been a lot of fun, and we're going to have to pick this game. Now I'm just going to pick Alabama. Do we, want to, Do we want to pivot? Do we
0: want to pivot? Do we want to pivot? We can analysis we, on
1: that. I'm down to pivot show cool. of hands right now do we pivot want to pick- pivot because i know in pivoting we're taking jameson's wild card and throwing him a wild card i say we pivot. Okay. a raise of hand pivot 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 sure yeah,
0: let's all right do we're it. pivoting let's pivot. let's screw pivot. this game we're gonna get that get to that at the end of it uh let's move on to the next game we've got Ole miss traveling to baton rouge to take on the tigers who are favored by one and a half brian kelly and the boys favored at home against the number seven team in the country jameson what's going on here I have no idea. I can't get a good read on Ole Miss. I thought that they're a pretty quality
2: team, but it just seems like they're just toying around with a lot of teams and just aren't getting away. And what LSU did last week was, you know, eye-opening. I'm going to go. I can't. This one is so hard for me. I keep going back and forth. I'm just going to go LSU here and hope for the best.
0: Okay. Wow. Gotcha. Blake, who do you got?
3: I am all on the Tigers here. I am all on the board that Ole Miss has not played anybody. That's like, if you look at their schedule, with their ranking and how much hype they're getting right now, they haven't been tested a single time. Their best win is versus a Kentucky team, which we cover about weekly about how overrated that Kentucky team is. I know they'll get some quality wins, yada, yada, yada. They're really not dynamic, and they barely won that game. They toyed around with Vanderbilt. They toyed around with Auburn. They... And even Tulsa, like, they just allowed Tulsa to gash them in the second half. Like, there's nothing I trust about this this Ole Miss team. They haven't been tested yet. LSU, not, I guess, like, they played some good opponents. They got the doors blown off of them by Tennessee. But we saw that Tennessee offense in uh, motion last week. Like, they're just that damn good. I think Vegas knows something here. It's hard to come into LSU and win. I'm taking. I'm taking the this dirty line. It's so dirty, but give me the Tigers.
0: Okay, I very much remember that uh, that that Tulsa game with Ole Miss because you you actually spent some time saying that it wasn't actually that close and that Ole Miss won convincingly. So a little, little bit of maybe revisionist <laughs> history here. No, it wasn't like it was close
3: in the end. They were up 35-17 at half, but. It's they allow like they allow Tulsa to move the ball on them like I I can't trust this defense versus a like, like a decent opponent like LSU like they just haven't played anything Vandy Auburn like those aren't
0: good teams at all SEC's SEC so overrated this year so overrated fair with that fair with that so Ty you're up next uh who do you like here
1: so the last game we picked was uh, UCLA versus Oregon and Mr. Bowton Blake picked against UCLA because they were too one-dimensional with their quarterback. LSU is entirely reliant on their quarterback. Their leading rusher, who only has 403 yards 8 weeks into the season, is their quarterback. They I, I don't know how much more one-dimensional through your quarterback you can be, and I I've, I've actually I've created a quick depiction here for our viewers. This is a little one dimensional man. Okay. He's very easy to destroy because he is only one dimensional. I just ripped a, a post it note with a stick man on it for the listeners. With that being said, Ole Miss, I, I really, I love this one. I tried to get Bobby to move the line to Ole Miss, uh, my or plus two, which is what it is currently at. It's continues to move around again. We're recording on Wednesday, but. I like Ole Miss in this one. LSU, like I said, very one-dimensional. Ole Miss has had some trouble with missed tackles this season, which does frighten me when you're playing a really good quarterback who is a a, a true dual threat. But Ole Miss does a really, really good job controlling the run. And again, if we're talking about a a team that is already one-dimensional through their quarterback, if they can lock down that run game I really, really like the Rebels in this one. And then another key thing, I think it's going to come down close because, again, I'm taking Ole Miss plus 1.5. Ole Miss is third in the nation on converting third downs. That is a crucial, crucial stat. Ole Miss is very highly ranked in their own ability to run. Uh, I I forgot to write down the stat apparently, but I, I included that in my notes. And then Ole Miss has been on a ferocious streak of forcing turnovers, and I think that is key. I think one of the reasons LSU is favored in this game is just because Ole Miss has been abysmal when they go to play LSU uh, historically. Going back, I think, almost two decades, they've only won like twice or something like that, maybe even less. So I really think that is what is driving this line in addition to the Rebels' sort of inconsistency this season. But I don't think LSU has really played anyone. They lost to Florida State. So give me the Rebels plus 1.5 in this one. I am pretty confident in this.
0: Yeah, no, I... I think that's a good point. I think LSU um, being favored by one and a half or now being favored at two is really weird to me. But the thing is, when you smell a rat, when you see that weird line, it's probably a rat. It's probably something weird going on. Because of that, I'm going to go with LSU minus one and a half in Baton Rouge, in Death Valley. I just got a weird feeling about this. You know, I, I don't like it. You know, LSU obviously hasn't been great this season so to see vegas be pretty big on him to have him favored by one and a half against the number seven team in the country allegedly um i don't know i don't like it i think lane Kiff- kiffin and his guys are about to get exposed in baton rouge give me lsu minus one and a half here um but this is this is a the most intriguing trickiest line uh i think of the entire slate so all right let's move on to big 12 play we've got the kansas jayhawks who are now t- uh, now have two losses. The playoff dreams are probably over for KU uh, heading down to Waco to take on the Baylor bears bears favored by seven and a half. Oh, I don't know how to feel about this one because look, I love Kansas and I've been riding with them for a while, but you know what? I, it, it, Jameson was right on the money last week uh, with, with Jason being in, they just don't look like the same team. And you know, unfortunately, I think that's going to continue. Um, and I'm gonna go with Baylor minus seven and a half here. I I just I think that Baylor team we saw against West Virginia obviously not great, but I don't think that's the median team. I don't think that's the standard Baylor team. Because of that, I'm I I'm gonna go Baylor to bounce back at home, get the win. I hate
1: to say it, I hate to see it, but uh give me Baylor minus seven and a half. Ty. Baylor big underperformance this season I am known to just be terrible at predicting Baylor teams specifically I guess uh but even with that I think Kansas unfortunately with the bean man not to trigger Blake or Jamison here Blake I know you're only upset because Jamison backstabs the bean man whenever the bean man is not listening Jamison will backstab him but then in public he will profess his love for the bean man to his face but uh yeah, I think Kansas unfortunately is a, a Jayhawk with a broken wing without their their starting quarterback, who we've now seen is, is pretty crucial to that offense. Although OU did let him put up 40 plus points with the b man. But all that being said, I think Baylor has a big advantage in Waco. Uh, one thing to know about birds is that they, they can sort of sense the Earth's magnetic fields. And I think at Baylor and Waco specifically, the big silos, the Chip and Joanna silos just to the north of the stadium are probably going to screw up the Jayhawks, sort of internal magnetic focus or whatever you may call it. And I think that may interfere with the B-man's accuracy if he cannot get an accurate fix on his location on the earth. Because, you know, if you're if you're trying to transport something, you know, through the air, uh, whether it be by airplane or whatever, you got to know where you're starting from, you know, and where you're going. And uh, I think I think the the Baylor Waco Chip and Joanna silos specifically being large metal uh, will interfere with that.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough, Blake. Who do you got?
3: I'm gonna back the Bears too, and it just shows like Kansas. It, the thing is, this game's going to be weird because really we haven't, we don't know. I still don't know what this Baylor team is. They've had some confusing losses like BYU. I don't think this BYU team is really that good anymore. The OSU one they were always trying to fight back. And then West Virginia it was kind of a blank shaping thing, but just blew it towards the end. And we're sitting here and we, we have a three-and-three Baylor team, which I still think is good. Like, I don't know if that's just preseason bias still leaking into my mind, but I still think they're one of the better teams. But the one thing I do know is Kansas defense has just been horrendous. They've been allowing so much offense. Uh, Basically, everybody except Tennessee Tech and uh, Iowa State has shredded them. Uh, But Iowa State kept it close. That's the thing. They're really not that bad. But – yeah, it's just Kansas defense is not sustainable, that teams are going to score against them, and the bean man, even if he has a great performance, like, it only takes one bad bad one for a team just to blow him out. So, I hate this, but I'm going to take, I guess, Baylor, the seven and a half. I hate that hook. We had so many hooks last week, and they just screwed us, so.
0: Yeah, this feels like a screwy hook. Jameson... Are you going to back your Jayhawks? Uh, I, I know you've rode with them for a while, stabbed them in the back, including the Bean Man, but it worked for you. Are you going to go back to the well or uh, go with the Bay- Baylor Bears? I'm going
2: with Baylor. I'm. I understand that game where West Virginia just kind of just completely took their defense for a ride is a little bit concerning. I just that Kansas defense just doesn't impress me much either. I think there's going to be a lot of points again in this game, um, no matter what quarterback we get for Baylor. I really like that backup for Baylor, too. I think Baylor takes this and covers.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's move on. By the way, uh, definitely screwed up. There is uh, there's another not non-Big 12 game in here. It's the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers versus the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, the Nittany, Nittany Lions are fresh off an absolute beat down at the big house, but are favored by five against the Gophers. Jameson, who do you like? PJ Flex squad? Or do you like, uh, James Franklin to come back and get up and a cover?
2: I was hoping to do this one at the end because my analysis probably might be similar to other people, but once y'all hear it, y'all are going to want to follow me. I understand there's some talk about Sean Clifford getting benched, and he got benched a little bit in that game versus Michigan, but Michigan's a really damn good football team, like really good. So let's not read too much into that. This is at Penn State. This is at home, like I said, and it's at 630. That's all I need to know. Give me Penn State to cover
1: like,
3: Jameson basically took the analysis out of my mouth. I'm just seeing this Michigan game last week. Penn State, good, not great, but uh, Minnesota, like Mo Ibrahim, really good running back, but it. It just—it really worries me, like, when you can't put up rushing yards against Purdue, and even last week versus Illinois wasn't as, like, big. Like, a one-dimensional team like that, that's kind of the theme this week, really worries me against if Drew Larr comes in for Penn State, it's game over, I think. It's just so—it's so stupid to think that college coaches can't see this obvious moves, where, like, Sean Clifford hasn't been the guy for three or four—like, three or four years, I feel like, since the inception of this podcast— We've we've been on Sean Clifford's case, saying he's not that good of a quarterback, and you have this dynamic guy in Drew Larr sitting right behind him. This would be the perfect game to bring him out against a good opponent. Not great, but uh, I just think Penn State's running game, even then, can lead them to a win. I just can't see Minnesota coming in uh, and beating Penn State
0: on the on the road. So, fair enough. Ty, who do you got?
1: Yeah, I don't want it to seem like I'm just copying takes here, but yeah, but Penn State at night uh, was really as, as far as I needed to see. The thing you need to know about the Big Ten is it's a, it's a very tiered conference, and Penn State thinks they're at the top tier. They're not. That's how we knew to just slam them to be destroyed last week. If you uh, if you knew what was what was up in the Big Ten, but in this one we're talking about teams of of equal, maybe even unequal tiers, and I think Penn State is on top of that one. I like minus five as a, as a line, and I like Penn State to to sort of bounce back. You know, they've they've been pushed around by the bully last week, and now as they're walking home, they've run into the. You know the kids two grades down, and they're about to take out their anger on them at night in uh, wherever Penn State plays. Uh, I think like uh, I don't know. Jimmy I kind of like State. fair <laughs> enough. I, I
0: kind of like how Jameson had the uh, thought the original idea and analysis was, "Oh yeah, Penn State at home is scary uh, because they are and they're good, and like like we kind of mentioned last week, they just aren't the same on the road without the whiteout." They're bad on the road and like places like the big house and the shoe. They're going to get it done. I, I, I think they take care of a Minnesota team that started off hot, but has been iffy ever since. Give me the Nittany Lions to cover five here. So uh, next up, do we want to save Hawaii, Colorado for the end? Or are we try to do it now?
2: Sure. Let's let's save it.
0: Let's save it. Let's go back to the big 12 action. All right. We got West Virginia and Texas Tech. This is the uh, John Denver ball, if you know what I mean. So uh, Red Raiders favored by seven at home. Um, and frankly, I kind of like it here. I'm going to go with Texas Texas Tech to cover seven. Uh, Cactus Gang gets a win over a Big 12 team that has been inconsistent. Not quite the same team, you know, on the road as they are at home. And, uh, you know, look, I, I, I think this Texas Tech team has a lot of like kind of feel good vibes. If you're not Blake. And um, you know, I, I I don't know how many wins they have left in them, but I think feel this good is one vibes. For them. They're
3: three and three. Like this is a total tech fan. Uh, like <laughs> take, they're like they came into the season all in my mentions how they're going to go twelve and zero, and then now it's the feel good story. I we had all this adversity I'm going not a tech into the fan. season, and I'm we not a tech like fan. yeah, but you're just being a mouthpiece for him, Bobby. That's what I'm we we all know it. Yes.
0: For- for for Texas Tech, no, they beat Texas, they beat Houston. That's fun, dude. They... It's it's just so ridiculous. Like this is the,
3: you want to talk about an emotional hedge? Actually, this is an emotional hedge. It's not an I'm emotional hedge. It's just a lie. It's Tech fans lying to themselves because they came into the season saying they had these high expectations, and now it's just a feel good, warm, fuzzy story. You know, Coach McGuire's really doing the best he can with the third string quarterback. It doesn't matter which quarterback they play. They're a mid team. It's mid. It's a mid product that they're putting out in Lubbock. I'm, I'm just tired of it. Like I'm it's not just... saying
0: they're going to beat the 85 Bears. I'm saying they're going to beat a like kind of really not great West Virginia team. The team think...
1: the team they're also play the team they're playing is... is also three and three. Blake.
0: Yeah, they're built beat- no,
3: and I'm I mean- not. It no, and I'm not saying teams. I'm not saying the pick is bad. I'm just saying you're like, oh, the warm and fuzziness of this team. What is warm and fuzzy about three and
0: three? What? Because I don't think anyone expected them to be as good as they are. They had a really tough like non-conference.
3: They literally expected them to be incredible this year. That's all I saw on my Twitter feed all
0: summer. There's there's a total difference between irrational Texas Tech fans on the internet and They all are. They all are. night, I think. They signed up for four years
3: in Lubbock. They are. They're all like that, Bobby. I I, haven't found a rational one yet. But not all of us are irrational Texas Tech
0: fans. Most of us are not Texas Tech fans. So you are a Texas Tech fan. No, you can't compare me to them because I didn't think they'd be good. God, just... No, I'm, j- I'm just saying I feel like they're good vibes. I- I'm reading good vibes in Lubbock right now. And I feel like that's enough to get them the edge to beat West Virginia, who I don't think is that great. Um, I think that they- I think West Virginia is a team that feeds off the home energy and kind of has and in that weird, like I don't know, Thursday, like weekday energy. I feel like that dissipates on Saturdays. They're a Thursday team because of that. I'm gonna go with Texas Tech. Ty, Blake, but, who
3: do you have in this one? I did have Tech, <laughs> but I'm switching it to West Virginia. Screw <laughs> Bobby. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the feel good. What, whatever Bobby's trying to conjure up in his mind as a storyline. When all I heard with that Tech fan energy this year was, "Oh, we're gonna be so great. Oh, it's gonna look incredible." What? What has looked incredible this year? You beaten up on a bad. Oh, oh, a, and Texas, a, a, and a Texas. Team? And Texas, without Quinn Ewers, like, that's all you can hang your hat on. Like, I'm sorry, Tech fans, you're mid.
0: Like, you've always been mid, and this is just a repackaged way of mid. That you've just convinced... They've lost the past two games on the road. They played Oklahoma State close, lost by 10. A very good Oklahoma State team. They lost uh, to Kansas State on the road by 9. So it's not exactly like they've been getting blown out. You know, it's not like a 3-3 and where everything looks bad. Their three and three arguably looked better than OU's three and three last week. So, my thing is, like, they've been competitive, they played NC State decently well until they NC State pulled away. So, my thing is, like, they, they are playing pretty good. How we they don't kind of see it that way, Bobby. They came into the season all high and
3: mighty. I'm not talking you're, about you're, them. You're trying to I,
0: rationalize them. You're trying. I'm to not rationalize talking them. about them. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about the energy there. They like it. They're
3: happy. Bobby, the energy of Texas Tech is going off of their fans, not us.
0: A podcasting on a Wednesday night. Does yes, it, it does. The energy not... is still there, just because it's not like justified in your eyes doesn't mean they're not going to be screaming their ass off at jones at&t stadium at two o'clock next saturday
3: energy's gone they're not making a bowl worse record than last year i'm calling it here give me the mountaineers
1: we just forgot about ty's pick no 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 no, no, that was that was total that was total strategy yeah no jameson knows jameson knows uh but also, I didn't want to interrupt just that amazing uh, chemistry that you guys had there. Um, <laughs> I, the Blake, I don't, I really don't understand Blake's ending point because the the buy in and the vibe on the team is what matters. It's I don't understand your thing. What of, are like, they buying into? The, <laughs>
3: they're they're going to end up with the worst record this year. Like, what are you buying into? Like, just you bought just into a Ponzi scheme
1: specifically, <laughs> specifically. specifically, though, you're like. It's. I don't. Why is I the buy-in higher against West Virginia? What are these the buyers? They know they
0: can beat <laughs> because they it. don't care about three and three. They're going to show up anyways.
1: All right. So here's some serious analysis. Right? Tech has a. They haven't really. They have that win against Texas that is just inexplicable. It's it's sort of a fluke. But in Tech's wins. Besides Murray State, they haven't really pulled away from anyone, which is what worries me. Amen. Houston, you know, they won by three against Houston. Dana Holgerson coached team versus uh, a Dana Holgerson-built system still at West Virginia, so uh, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, Texas. Obviously, they didn't pull away from Texas, but I'm not going to knock them for that. That was an impressive win for this team either way. uh, I really don't know. That's why I tried to pull some strategy and and, uh, use Blake's uh, emotional – buy-in against him to get him to sort of reveal his hand, but it hasn't really helped me either way. Um I I hate to say it, but I got to go with Tech here. That was my original pick, uh, but I just feel like, I don't know, I it, that win against Texas, I feel like Tech maybe has a higher ceiling. That's a Blake buzzword that he likes to use a lot. I think Tech maybe has a higher ceiling than West Virginia. West Virginia – I don't know, but I've been burned on a lot of West Virginia picks this year. But give me the Red Raiders minus seven at home. Cactus gang is going to deflate the Mountaineers by poking them. That's how that analogy works uh, with their spike. Uh, And they are going to deflate Blake's uh, joy. I I can't describe his feelings right now uh, because I don't feel them. And I generally lack empathy anyways. So, James. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm picking.
2: It's going to be a push. This is going to be a push straight oh, up. God. I'm putting it out into
1: the. Jameson has found a way matter. to pick both teams. Really? <laughs> and two I mean, ways. Doesn't even I, guess, I, I guess.
0: guess. Doesn't even matter what I pick. Screw it. I'll join Blake,
2: so he isn't an island boy and pick West Virginia. But it's pushing.
0: Jameson rolled up to the uh, to to the roulette board. Picked green. Picked the zero. That's Love a good it. pick. It's a good. It's a good pick. All right, let's move on to uh, kind of the hate bowl. It's Red River versus Bedlam, Texas on the road, uh, taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They're favored by six and a half points at home. Or, sorry, not at home on the road. Oklahoma State home dog here, Jameson. What do you? What, how do you feel about this? Do you think OSU uh, is being disrespected here?
2: My brain hurts. It really hurts because. I have been dogging on OSU's defense since in their just whole system in the offseason. And then I um, reverse hedged it and ended up working out. Um, but now they've they got their first loss this season. But now let's turn around. I said Texas wasn't as good as the whole media thought they were. Screwed around and a couple things don't go their way. Iowa State wins that game. They don't. Xavier Hutchinson. Um, is that his name? Hutchinson? Yeah. Um, Xavier completely Worthy. forgot it. No, that's Texas. I'm Different thinking of uh, the Iowa, Iowa State wide receiver. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's Xavier Hutchinson. Whatever. Maybe. We're we're last night podcast. We've always been. I know it's Hutchinson. So he drops an obvious touchdown at the very end. And then that fumble on the 40-yard line, 35-yard line. I understand I can play the what-if game, but what I'm trying to say is Texas ain't a, it as much as we think they are. Six and a half too many points for me. Oklahoma State keeps it close. This will be a good game, but I can't take Texas by a touchdown here. I'm going to go Oklahoma State.
3: Blake, who you got? Oh, this one's gross. It's just like the number leans one way. Like it, it, It's another rat line, but – I think I am like I've kinda of stuck with this theme all season and whenever I think I'm like, how is this number possible? I just go with the weird angle and I'm just gonna go Texas because I will stand by that it, bad take maybe last week that Texas was a playoff caliber team. Uh but you don't say uh, but this is how this is head or this is a hedge right here. Look ahead spot maybe for them. They were just looking ahead to this game, and that is how we're going to explain that take last Why? week. But
2: Why would they look ahead to Oklahoma State? Come on, Texas has too much arrogance. Because
3: because Oklahoma State, like, because they're easily one of the contenders for the Big 12 championship. Like, Texas right now is playing to get to Arlington, and Oklahoma State is one of their biggest threats. Just because, like, last week going into it, undefeated, like, they're going to have to win they're going to have to win this game to make it Arlington
2: logistically. But I feel like look ahead games are always those sexy games with the big name opponents, you know, like the Texas and Oklahoma's are look ahead because everyone's got like a vendetta versus them. There's really no true vendetta. I understand Oklahoma state's a, obviously a threat to them. If you're thinking logistically, but we're talking about college kids here. Yeah. Like, I and just don't I think, think this was, a I think you just
3: described a good look ahead spot. Like an Iowa state team that had lost a lot of games kind of overlooked them. Like, this is a big matchup. Especially if
0: OSU would have won last weekend, this could have been game day. Here's the thing. So, though. Texas is always looking ahead to the next time that they is, play, that's, the next time they play at SEC school or the next time they play OU. They're overlooking everybody in the Big Twelve. They do this every year. And it does worry me, I feel like uh Gundy has
3: like just Texas's number. Like always, like even in a bad spot, just can throw just throw a performance out there that you're like, oh, dang, like, I wish you kept it close. But I'm just going to go weird number. It's it's a it's a purely number play here. Not super confident in it, but give me Texas. Gotcha. Ty, who do you got?
1: I, I love how Texas had a really down performance against Iowa State last week. And the only thing that anyone can conjure up as a potential cause of that is that they were looking ahead to Oklahoma State <laughs> and not the fact that ACL was in Austin last week. And it was almost definitely all of the players looking to blow NIL money on uh, all sorts of stuff there, and Sark perhaps enjoying Sark's favorite, favorite thing. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Which is water, which is water. You've got to remain hydrated at festivals. Turn it back to the very first... Very first uh, podcast of the season, I said my number one game day drink was water because you got to stay hydrated, run the receipts. It's on you guys are the bad ones for thinking that I meant anything else than that. Shame on you. Uh, All of that being said, I have the Cowboys in this one. I know Spencer Sanders, there's been some questions about his shoulder. I saw that Mike Gundy was sort of being cryptic about that uh, in the best way that he can as Mike Gundy. But I really, I like the Cowboys in this one. I understand they dropped it. Uh, they fumbled it against TCU in that in that uh, overtime game. But I really think that that is what we're going to be seeing in, uh, in Arlington, Texas come Big 12 championship. I think we're going to see a rematch of that one. And I kind of hope we do, you know, because that was such a, a good game. And I would love to see that one as these teams develop through the season, hopefully with no injuries on either side. But I like Oklahoma State. Keeping this one close, so with Texas favored by a, a touchdown to win it, I kind of gotta go with the uh, with the Cowboys here. Uh, Texas, I, I just don't know what to expect from them. They're sort of the most I don't know products in in the Big Twelve right now for me. I don't know if that's just an OU fan thing because one, I value Bama so much personally, and uh, that one, you know, who knows with that one. And then uh, obviously an OU fan dealing with Red River this year, I was was shook i thought texas was really really good i said that in the past couple episodes so i don't know but i like the cowboys in this one so give me oklahoma state plus six and a half
0: yeah uh, we'll make blake an island boy here because i also like oklahoma state here a lot um i feel like they they've been I, i think um they've won their past 13 home games some something like that they have a really really good home winning streak uh it's homecoming for them so that always brings a different energy and everybody in the big 12 hates freaking hates Texas. So not only that, I think Oklahoma state is a better team than Texas. Uh, I, I feel like they've, they've looked better. I I feel like even though they lost to TCU, they showed me a lot in that game, getting up early, playing well. Um, that makes me think that this is a team that can really, really, you know, take take it the distance and, possibly win the big 12 um and texas on the other hand went out and flat out should have lost iowa state there was a targeting call that didn't go that one targeting call you know goes iowa state's way this game is 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 uh you know we're not looking at a at a six and a half point dog oklahoma state i'll tell you that i think texas feels a little bit fraudy i think people are too big on them after their blowout of ou a bad ou and because of that, I'm going Oklahoma State plus six and a half at home. Love a love a home dog, Cowboy here. So, um, yeah, let's move on to, um, I guess, the game of the week. You know, we, we, we kind of put TCU in this slot. Uh, you know, Oof, that, number's what <laughs> what that, <laughs> that number is wrong. What is the line? You know which oh, side I taking. Give me yeah, TCU uh, that's plus a uh, that right, that is guys. a that is a Canva era right there. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> let's go ahead. Line, let's go ahead and move to week. the actual game of the week: the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors heading, to Colorado, heading to Colorado State. Uh, we called a mid-show audible. Uh, the Rams favored by five here. Oh, this is so gross. Give me some analysis. Give me some good analysis here. Both of these teams are ass. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Hawaii, even <clears throat> even on island is ass we have talked about that in in in-depth analysis colorado on the other hand you know they don't go to hawaii but they are also ass i believe their only win (laughs) was against nevada who is also (laughs) believe it or not ass this game is really it's disgusting i hate it but at the same time i kind of love that we're picking it um I'm going to go with the Colorado State Rams, and I, I hate it. But this is how much I really despise Hawaii. Uh, and I think I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a ton of analysis. Maybe the altitude gets to Hawaii. Uh, they are I, Hawaii. Hawaii are island boys, and the islands are close to water. Uh, however, in Colorado, you're up high, and therefore the air is hard wow. to breathe. So that's my analysis. I'm going to go with the Colorado state Rams to cover five here. Um, And also this is like a two o'clock kickoff. So in Hawaii, it's going to be like a morning game. So there'll there'll be some weird time stuff going on there. So give me Colorado state minus five. I don't have any, like I'm not strong on this. I just hate Hawaii that much. So uh, yeah, Ty, who do you got here?
1: Bobby with an unbelievable bag fumble on his slate tampering Bobby has been tampering with the order of this slate all podcast and now we have thrown the game that Jameson wanted on the slate that we all did vote on but this one was going to be Jameson picking first and spilling all of his analysis and now Bobby has positioned him dead last for the (laughs) game that he requested and forced himself to go first putting himself at an extreme disadvantage here for no explainable reason uh which is amazing there is no
0: analysis um, with hawaii colorado state though they're two pieces of crap
1: running at no, each other I, I guarantee the second i finish speaking both of these guys that are following me are going to weirdly have actual analysis for this game uh so i will keep myself short i didn't know that we were even picking this one i i As you saw earlier in the podcast, I voted yes for strategic reasons just to throw a curveball at Jameson. I did not at all think about the fact that it was also curveballing myself as I had actual (laughs) analysis for the game that we removed. Uh, But I pulled up ESPN, uh, Hawaii, more points per game, Hawaii, uh, more yards per game. And also more yards allowed. I don't know. Give me the Rainbow Warriors against the Colorado State Rams in this one. It's it's the Battle of the Greens. I do think that the altitude may affect the Rainbow Warriors a bit, and the time zone maybe also. Uh, who knows about the weather? Maybe the weather. Uh, but altitude would, would be more of a climate thing. So give me Hawaii plus five because I like that they score more points per game. And they're the underdogs. So I think that they can lose by five or less.
0: Fair enough. Blake, who do you like here?
1: Yeah, we
3: cannot stress this enough, how bad these two teams are. Uh, so, I had a nice bet on the Colorado State money line. Uh, uh, pretty a decent dog whenever they played Nevada and won that game. And it took, I think, a defensive holding penalty on a field goal kick. For the game winner, which the Colorado kicker shanked to then move them five yards forward to then make the game winning field goal. That is how bad Colorado State is. And then if you look on the other side to Hawaii, Hawaii's only two wins. They blew out Nevada on on on-island, beat Duquesne, but basically anything off-island has sucked. Oh, this is, this is dirty. I, (sighs) Colorado State, I'm a Jay Norvell guy. Big guy, a big jay Norvell guy after last year Nevada. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: Just say it. It's no a pick. It's a pick.
3: It's a pick. The Rams, I guess. Minus five. It's so gross. This game's gonna win on like this. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: It is so <laughs> bad.
3: A five-point line, too, is just gross in the sense it really doesn't matter. Like, I think between, like, three-and-a-half to five-and-a-half, it really doesn't matter. But it's just, like, how do you power-rate these teams? Like, how did Vegas, like, look at this and was just like, you know what? Five-point favorites. Colorado State, team that won one game on a fluke. Like, they (laughs) – it's gross. It's so it's bad. so gross. But it's honestly better. I like choosing this better than whatever that 21, 24-point yeah, spread. gross. Bobby being, like, kind of big ESPN right there. Like, it's a it's ranked a matchup. matchup. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. <laughs> like I said, listeners, the sheep. Just eating eaten out of his hand, like.
1: <laughs> I like how you knew exactly the ESPN chip in Bobby's head kicked in with talking points as soon as you said it. He had invented talking points in his brain.
0: I will say I've been starting to feel a sharp pain in my head ever since putting yeah. this game on the. Stage, it's a so. ranked matchup.
1: <laughs> it, oh yeah, it is. yeah. Theoretically,
0: it is. But do. do you want me? What? what... I, I send over the slate every week and I'm like, hey, what do you guys like? And Is, I said I am
3: irrationally angry that I have to choose
1: Alabama. You irrational. Nah, it's it, I, mm, I he think, has you okay. there. He has it again, again, does Blake know the definition of words? i propose no
3: i will say this i've given multiple inputs on things in the slate and none of them have ever been included so i don't think we have much power with input when bobby's like oh here's the slate this week i don't think we've ever changed a single thing from what bobby sends initially i
1: feel like I yeah changed. i
2: tried to put on boko appalachian state and he got too scared we he are knew are deep actively down. Boko was gonna kick yosef's at- ass
1: we are actively picking a game that you brought up, Jamison. You cannot join yep. in on this complaint about Bobby not picking. And wasn't R- R- this I great? It. I'm having I so made much fun. This okay.
3: I, mid-show for you. I, I'm actually a little bit mad for Jameson. that Jameson speaks up once and gets his way, but I speak up all the time about double wild cards, trying to introduce some new concepts to bring in, and I get railroaded on every single one of I mine. But
0: Jameson wild mid-show cards. mentions people, it. Other people. And, of the other who people are these are other win. people i don't know jameson, are...
1: jameson is the only one against double wild cards uh, anyways jameson Ooh. what did you think about this one
2: i don't know why y'all think i have some like epic analysis of this that i'm like playing the long game with y'all no i just think it's extremely funny that the two worst teams pretty much in college football are, are playing each other and here's my analysis that i've developed in the past five minutes as everyone's been arguing Hawaii off island and on island is obviously a very big conversation point. But there's also a little bit that you have to take into account of Hawaii likes to play these California teams and whenever that's off island it's still a little bit close. They kept the San Diego State game, you know, decently close. But let's talk about their games where they were off island but way too far away. Um let's talk about Michigan, that's, you know, Michigan's really good, obviously beating them by 46. But New Mexico State went to New Mexico state and lost by 19, 19 to New Mexico state. And I understand New Mexico state burned me last week. I understand that. And I've got a vendetta verse and they're turning into the new Wyoming this year, but come on now, Colorado state just as bad, but I'm betting against Hawaii. It's too far from the islands. 9. AM game
3: Hawaii time. Give me the Rams.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to,
3: uh, Wait, I know Bobby's gonna get really mad that I'm bringing something back up for this game, and just wants to move on. But like the a classic vintage logo for all the YouTube listeners. What's going on with this ram right here? Like, why <laughs> is it so like this was Colorado, Colorado State's logo at one point, and why is it so like?
0: What is that voluminous? Why? Yeah. What is what is that pose? It, it, is it I, trying it, to be sensual?
3: So, the Ram's s- getting some big TDs, isn't he? S- like. <laughs> it, it is something that I was baffled when I saw. And so just subscribe to the YouTube so you can see the visual that we just gave. A weird vintage logo, but yes.
1: Right. We're back in yeah.
3: Colorado. Back Colorado State.
0: Yeah, back back car. Book. <laughs> the caption, <laughs> booksum. That's great. That is a, a, a booksum Ram. But uh, let's move on to Kansas State uh heading to funky town to take on tcu frogs favored by a nice tree fitty here jameson who do you like
2: yeah um this one's been tough for me because i I think k-state could kind of squeak around here and make it close after a very emotional win with tcu but i I just think that k-state's shown too many cracks in their team since that oklahoma win um that Iowa State game just is so prominent on my mind. Like, Kansas State's supposed to just control the game, and I understand Iowa State think- keeps things sloppy. But 10 points, man, like, TCU's offense is too good. I just I just don't think K-State can keep it within three and a half. I'm going to go TCU.
3: Like, Yeah, I've been doing it every week, and it hasn't failed me yet. I'm back in the frogs, and it... It failed K-State- us last week. It failed us last week, but I really didn't care. I'm like, so what? I missed a three and a half. We won by three in overtime, like in one of the greatest comebacks of all time. That one really doesn't matter to me. But uh, look, like K-State is the most fortunate team this year. The fact that Tulane has somehow become one of the best teams in the American and theoretically, like, if they continue on this run, could be in a New Year's Six Bowl just by, like, they got so damn lucky that this Tulane team actually ended up being good and that being not, like, an excusable loss, but it looks a lot worse than when they were 17-point favorites and lost to them at home. So, but, look, K-State's one-dimensional. They can only run the ball. Adrian Martinez cannot throw. I pray to God, just sell out for the run and make Adrian Martinez Beat you in the passing game. It is so damn easy. That's what Oklahoma says.
0: And why has nobody done it yet?
3: Oklahoma tried, and Adrian Martinez had the game of his career. I know. That's the thing. So (laughs) you just got to hope that doesn't happen again because, like, Adrian Martinez there, y'all would get him in third and 12, and he's just doing, like, jump passes for 15 yards to, like, a wide open receiver, and you're like, what the heck? Like, how is this working? But. You just got to limit the runs. They don't really have the big play threat, which has been, like, my worries against, like, a OU, a Tech... Or, a OSU and Kansas. Like, they're just going to beat you over the top, but just got to get... They have a solid defense. Just got to establish it early. We saw it last week. The offense did not click on the first two drives. It killed us because OSU burned us, and we had to have a miracle game to win that one. So, uh establish the offense early sell out for the run make AJ Martinez beat you if AJ Martinez posts another 400 500 yard game against us and that's how we lose like that's going to effing suck e- like effing suck but like i you if if you're going to get beat by K state at least make it that way like don't let Deuce Vaughn just run for 300 yards so give me the frogs
0: Alright. Blake, by the way, I already know how TCU is, uh, th- their season's gonna go. They're going to have one loss, and it's going to be to Texas Tech, and they're gonna miss the playoff because they lost to Tech at home. I...
1: What...
0: No, there... If is... that happened, if, if that happened, what would you do? I would jump.
3: Like, it's it's <laughs> one of those scenarios. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I am very happy right now. Like, TCU, like, I came into this season 6-6, six and six, like, and so everything now has just been awesome. And Even if, like, it's, like, Eleven and one, we lose to Texas on the road, and like that's kind of the the reason why. Like I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't think I would survive if it was Tech. I would not like. There is, I will say that now. Like I try not to get my hopes up too much, but if we go eleven and one, miss out on the playoff because it's a Tech loss, like I, I because of Texas game. I don't think I could. I don't think I could watch college football ever again. Like it would just it, that would kill me sport. so much. Just
0: abandoned the sport because I
3: did. I've already gone through this kinda with Baylor back in 2014 and that whole debacle. But at least I respected Baylor. Baylor Baylor was good, and so it's like I could respect that. It's like we lost by three. We blew a hor like a huge lead in the fourth quarter, and like that will always sting in that car ride back home. But like at least it was like okay. Three points is home advantage. We're basically even on a neutral field in that game. Like, I can come home to that. I cannot come home to the fact that Texas Tech ruined my college football playoff. I will say that now. Like, I probably... If we go 11-1 and Texas Tech is our one loss, I will never watch college football ever again. I will not. Like, that will that right. will kill me.
0: We need to clip that. Clip that. But, um, Ty, who do you have in this
1: game? I, I will say, it, if... TCU lost to Tech, missed the playoff, and then that nightmare scenario of Bama winning the West, beating Georgia, and then Bama, Georgia, and Tennessee all being in the playoff. Blake actually would literally never watch college football again. So yes, I agree. Uh, any anything Thank is you, possible. Derek. Also, still not too late for TCU to go six and six, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. I like the Horned Frogs in this one. I think they are a bit more complete. Although you could make the arguments that offensively Kansas State is a a much more complete team in the Adrian Martinez-Deuce Vaughn uh, threat, not just being a just Max Duggan show. But I like the Horn Frogs in this one. I think they have built tremendous momentum, and I think that's going to be key. TCU doesn't strike me as a team, at least in this game, that's going to really rest on their laurels or perhaps look ahead. They've been through an absolute gauntlet, if you look at their schedule, and they have performed – Uh, exceedingly well in in each game. I really don't think there's even going to be a hangover from the Oklahoma State game, which is going to be shocking. I think if TCU drops a game at all, it's going to be that Iowa State one. Blake's been hedging against Iowa State all season, and uh, TCU won't know how to act going into a Big 12 championship game, and they're going to be looking ahead uh, if they continue undefeated or, or maybe one loss through that. So with all that being said, give me the Horned Frogs. Minus Tree Fitty here in the Battle of the Purple.
3: And also, I just, I need to make the podcast aware. I know Bobby hates when I go on little r- rants and tangents, but I have to put it in all my vacation days for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And so I've had to come to the terms, like, and I have to do it by the end of the week do I expect TCU to be in the college football playoff? Because if I do, I need to be using vacation days before the college football playoff and not in other times. And so I am having to deal with that debacle right now. And I know, like, yeah, it's, I can't commit, I have to, but I have to commit to it at some point. So by next week, y'all will know if I've committed to TCU making the college football playoff. You said
2: you're already taking New Year's off, right?
3: Or new, but I think like New Year's is on a weekend. But like if we made it to one of those bowls, I so, would want to take off time before to it fly. It's a it's yeah, a Saturday. The, the, Fiesta the, are, yeah, the Fiesta and the Peach
0: yeah, the Fiesta and the Peach are both on Saturday. uh you know December thirty first. So that yeah. would be that'd be helpful, I guess. So uh either going to Atlanta or Phoenix for you there, but you know, oh, hey, you let's not jink. Let's not jinx
3: yep. PCU here. Uh, it's actually that's that's the problem i'm like the moment i say i need an extra day i jinx it but same thing with big 12 tickets it's it's been a constant calculus in my head that's kind of fine with the big
0: 12 tickets because you 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 know the the university honestly honestly, you know what i'm probably gonna buy those tickets and regardless of the two teams
3: that are gonna be there i'm gonna be firmly in my seat with this hat on support the shield
0: shield. so (laughs) i might join you that sounds fun i don't know but, anyways, even though OU is clearly not making it,
1: good people, you're going to be supporting the shield by uh, supporting Josh Heupel in his rematch against Bama. <laughs> and it, uh, Different
0: one. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to boo both sides. It'll be great. But, anyways, let's. Um, so, I, I got a, uh, I got TCU here. I think they're a very, very solid team, very disciplined team. K State has, you know, as Blake mentioned, has kind of been skating by. Uh, you know, that one, that last minute, you know, one point win to Iowa State was not encouraging. But I feel like uh, they're a good team. This is going to be a really good game. But I like TCU at home here. I really do. So I, I don't think we see any semblance of a hangover. Any issue like that. Um, But uh, I would like to make one last note uh before we move on from TCU. That Texas Tech game is uh, on November 5th. So, uh oh, I know, I know. Oh yeah, Blake, you know. I, yep, I already know. Oh, so. you know. So if it goes bad, it's going to go real bad. So, yep. yep. Uh, anyways, anyways, let's move on to my favorite pick of the week. Why are the brakes working? Because I cut the brakes. What? All right, I'm going to kick this thing off, and um, frankly, I, I do not understand this line. It makes no sense to me, and I am truly baffled by it. And uh, I'm going to just go ahead and take it. I'm going to eat it up because I love it. Cincinnati, minus three and a half at SMU. Uh, Cincy has been you know, kind of flying under the radar since their loss at Arkansas. They've been putting up good results, solid results. Meanwhile, SMU has been one of the worst teams against the spread in college football. So to me, three and a half seems easy to me. Gerald Ford Stadium, I don't imagine will be that packed, that pumped for anything. They'll probably be a solid uh, Cincy contingent there. So give me Cincy minus three and a half. I think that seems smooth to me. I know the hook is scary, whatever. I just don't see what
1: uh, Vegas really is valuing in SMU here at all. So, die. This one was a game time decision for me. I had two that I was looking at, and both of them are nasty, nasty. So I'm going to tease both of them, and then I'm going to lead into the one that I picked. The first one I was looking at, a team, a hated team on this podcast against another hated team on this podcast, San Diego State versus Nevada. A terrible, terrible minus seven line. The second one equally as nasty. Texas A&M, minus three, going to South Carolina, the Spencer Rattler experience. Which one do I want to take? And ultimately, it came down to, I got to stick with my original one, which was Texas A&M, South Carolina. Texas A&M, you'd think they're good, right? You'd think they're kind of underperforming. They're three and three. They've been bad. They're, they beat Sam Houston 31-0. to They lost to an App State team that lost to Boco. They beat Miami, barely. They beat Arkansas, barely. Arkansas is not good. They lost to Mississippi State and they lost to Bama. Their loss to Bama was their best game of the year. Quality loss, I don't know. Meanwhile, over at South Carolina, the Coach Beamer-Spencer-Rattler experience. I hate this because I love... I I love coach Beamer. I want him to be successful, but Spencer Rattler is good old Spencer Rattler. He has eight interceptions and five touchdowns this year. And for that reason, I'm going to have to continue to uh, (laughs) kick the old quarterback when he's down and take the Aggies minus three on the road against the real USC, uh, to get the win. I don't I, I think it's going to be a terrible terrible sloppy sloppy game and this is a terrible excuse for an A&M team that has just been garbage and only shows up to play Bama where they lose. But give me uh Texas a and I think just pure star power is going to help them through especially against a South Carolina team whose only hope is Spencer Rattler. Who is Wait, better? I just completely zoned I out. A, that
2: whole beginning I, of that analysis you were talking crap on A&M and you're picking A&M.
1: I am. Well, it's, it's sort of a hedge, but I, I do want to say in conclusion, in <laughs> hold, conclusion hold up the sticky note, me, Ty, hold it up for yourself. A&M, give me AM and minus three uh, against South Carolina, but I do want it to be said on record that Spencer Rattler is 10 times the quarterback that Dylan Gabriel is and OU would only be a two loss team if not better, if we had Spencer Rattler because at least he doesn't get injured all the time like Dylan Gabriel, and also he can complete a pass. Fair enough. Blake,
0: <laughs> like, who do you got? Get, get Bobby wow. going. Ooh.
3: Oh, Bobby. I'm sorry, my man. Second week in a row, but I got the SMU Stangs minus three or three and a half, whatever line you're going to give me. No, you, get you get the it's plus. You get the plus. Oh, it's plus. Oh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> the Stangs, plus three and a half. And I should know this because I'm about to read you a nice stat. Luke Fickle is just three and ten against the spread as a road favorite. SMU, I think, is getting a bad rap because they played a hard schedule. I think Maryland. I think UCF. I think TCU. We're talking about top forty teams there, great teams. Cincinnati. Oh, let's look. Oh, let's ponder into what Cincinnati's been doing. Oh yes. Uh, oh Arkansas. That's that's a good one. Kennesaw State. Mm, about to be powerful or about to be at least FBS. FBS. Yeah. Miami of Ohio with the backup quarterback. Indiana. Ugh, like one of the worst <laughs> Power 5 teams in the nation. Tulsa? Eh. And then USF? Ooh, Gary Bohannon going down with a season-ending injury. I don't like that. I think SMU has really good offense. I think, it, looking at the injury report, Cincinnati's beat up. They're beat up bad, Bobby. And they're going into Gerald Ford Stadium against an SMU team that I don't think is that bad. So give me those three and a half points. I love it on the road for the
0: Stangs. They looked pretty crap against Navy. Yeah, but the triple
3: option gives everybody like the triple option gives everybody problems.
1: What's this? What's this? Why does my spreadsheet? Why does my spreadsheet say that I took USC plus three? Because <laughs> legitimately, legitimately, I was typing in, you
2: brought up the game, and I said he's obviously picking A&M. I type in A&M minus three. Then you start dogging on how bad A&Ms look, and I'm like, okay. he's And he's talking about how he is um, Spencer Rattler supporting, and so I changed it to Cox plus three. And now if you need to update your spreadsheet, it will be updated because it's been like that for a while. You're just
1: I just hit update. I, I just I, hit update. It's still I says love plus how, three. This is I why love- Jameson is leading. He controls the spreadsheet along with Bobby. I just hit update. I will hit update live on the podcast here. And I love uh, how t- Oh wow, would you look at that? Still wrong.
3: <laughs> okay. I love how Ty it's the one pick a week that you're allowed to be for sure like you're in it you get to choose it and ty somehow explains it in a way where he's like we're we're choosing alabama mississippi state it's like i don't know mississippi state has a good offense and got ri- like in but alabama defense got ripped apart like i don't know like ty explains it that way for the one pick a week that you are allowed to be 100 percent for sure that you know who's gonna be the winner but I don't. Also, I don't. You, you don't. Can barely, that you can, is true. His wild card record is me. not good. You can it's barely get me to
1: watch OU games. Why in the world would I watch these random teams? So yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm still beating Bobby. He watches it more than anyone. So <laughs> uh, I don't know, is there, is there no, to that? That's argument? not true. That's not true. No, like, definitely watches more than me.
0: Like, definitely watches more than me. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Jameson, who do you got?
2: Well. I'm Blake, I'm so glad that you brought up the Alabama Mississippi State game. I'm glad that it's not on the slate, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: Oh my god, Bobby was about to blow. That would uh, be or that would be the ultimate power move against me. Just the that fact that be... I never get any uh, any recommendations, and then Jameson's just like, oh I can I'll type it's his little puppet master, like, oh I can get whatever I want. Like but we already established Bobby's a sheep. Bobby is that would be... Bobby is a sheep, deal. so
1: unbelievable targeting i like how i see Jamison, the puppet master i'm gonna call him out because i know that this is what he's about to do he's about to be like no i'm just kidding that's not my wild card game and then he's gonna pick a wild card game and then he's gonna go but it is my pot of greed game and then go <laughs> alabama mississippi state for pot of greed oh <laughs> the script writers would, couldn't do it I would, any better. I would never do that
0: i actually hate
2: this um this um spread i do not like any of these uh, this slate, i mean i do not like any of them so once again like what i did last week i'm trying to find a new team to adopt because i've learned that i'm better without boco when boco i stay away from them they cover and they've been doing really well and they're at plus two and a half at home this week and i'm just gonna stay far away from that i'm gonna let them do their thing and hopefully they beat southern mississippi um hey blake I need some Thursday action, and guess what? Guess what team I'm going to pick this (laughs) It's an ugly game, and it's really nasty, but at 6.30, I'm tuning in. Scrappy Dogs, Georgia Tech versus Virginia, and boy, we are hopping on
3: Georgia Tech. Minus three. Actually, love that. I love that pick. I am going to slam the money line all over that tomorrow, so I love that pick. Georgia oh, Tech minus floor.
0: three. It was an old,
2: old, you know, like retro schooner pod of talking about how we loved Georgia Tech and their scrappy dogs. They always get into it. They got all that coach nonsense in their backseat now. They're at home. They can just look for it in Virginia. Not good. Not good at all. Give me minus three Georgia Tech on a Thursday for some extra fun.
0: Can they be scrappy dogs if they're not actually dogs? Yes, they can, because Mm. this team has honestly turned it
3: around ever since they fired their coach. Like, Jeff Collins gone. They've been doing good. I was looking at the schedule today, Jameson, and I was like, Georgia Tech could make a bowl game. Like, I can see (laughs) at least five wins on their schedule with an upset six wins. I love that pick. (laughs) I hate gassing up Jameson, but I love that pick. I love it. Also, Georgia...
0: I will say it, it is a lesson. Never trust a man named Jeff who spells it G E O F F. Like, sure. Geoff, you don't trust right a man that goes That's by true. a first name with the last name. Okay. That's different. I do. My okay. name is not spelled Gioff. It's not. It's not Bobby. Like it's. It's. It's a
1: straight up how it looks. Go ahead, Ty. I was just gonna say that the thing about Georgia Tech uh, that really gets him down is certainly it's got to hurt recruiting, right? And I'll just leave it at that. Georgia Tech has the worst male-to-female ratio of any university in the United States. Georgia Tech is over 70% male students. I do not understand how that uh, happens uh, in 2022, uh, just by the way that college admissions work, but certainly that is hurting recruiting. So,
0: Hey, that's fair. That's fair. All right. That's all we got, right, Jameson? No? No pot of grape? No pod agreed? No,
2: no pod agreed for me. I'm going to continue to hold it.
3: (sighs) He's leading. Why would he? We are ending with this note. Remember that Bobby said the Lubbock and Texas Tech vibes are good, but he also said (laughs) last year that a coach with a last name of Y in reference to Joey Maguire
0: can never be good. So... I... I accidentally hate crime against my fellow uh man with the last name of Y. I have Last since course letter corrected. of their
2: first name. Uh, let me clarify last, the people don't know. Last their letter of
0: the first name. Uh as a Bobby, a Joey, you know, uh, you know, men who have names that are you know, some may consider childish. You know, I, 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 I stepped over the line. I apologize. And uh yeah, Joey Maguire. You're you're all right in my book. I'm sorry about I, that. I good
1: cannot good believe vibes that Joseph. Blake Blake was able to reinforce his Bobby is a sheep take by getting Bobby to say that his name was childish by being influenced by a man who puts Boten in his name. <laughs> <It's humiliating. laughs> okay. Unbelievable.
0: I, I will say I, I gotta see that clip of uh of their the they're both ranked teams at the exact same time. That was that was genius. Mm, that, was it. that was gold. Clip it clip it. So all right. That's all we got for this week. Uh, As always, thank you to our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Use promo code TPPN. Got a lot of really good stuff going down over there. So, anyways, that's all we got for this week. Again, uh, we will see you um, next week when we talk about OU Iowa State. Okay, who's playing Feeding the Ducks? We
2: we forgive you, DraftKings, for the Justin Herbert prop. (sighs) We still love you.
0: They. Fair enough. Hey, there's Hot nothing in the to forgive. Hot in the streets <laughs> Hot in the right street. now. Anyways, this is the week of spread. Hope you all enjoyed it. For me, Jameson, Ty, and Bo- Blake, <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, hope you all have a great week. Good luck out there. Bye.